Howdy partners, welcome back to another great rendition of the Howdy Partners podcast. This is Tom Burgess and just two of us today, light crowd, but potentially biased opinion, but my favorite crowd. So just myself and Will Taylor, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Momentum. I feel like the economy is coming back. Maybe that's my like gross optimism, but um, it feels like things are happening. People are a little bit more cheery. You know, there's still the the difficulties out there, but I heard some news that, you know, interest rates are doing, you know, whatever the positive thing is about interest rates. <laughs> um, yeah. Sounds like good news. So I, I'll take it at, at face value. Economy, you yeah. know, whatever it is. Um, yeah. I'm just, I, I also feel like I, I'm also really busy. So it's like hard to even think about i typically keep like politics anything like big brain finance stuff out of the back of my mind i can barely keep track of the dollars in my pocket so um but yeah i agree i it summer months man like everyone's trying to get out and still stay busy and i think that leads into like a pretty good topic today which is around enabling on revenue but i think more specifically you know talking about the idea of nearbound and what it means from both like a partner team and some of the tactics that you can really take or put into place today. Um, and I would say it's probably more a thought provoking episode than anything else because nearbound is still very new. And we were just talking about it earlier that there's a lot of like, I mean, organizations and sales teams that are nearbound novices. But I think what we're going to talk about today is what do we think about when it comes down to like, if I'm a partner manager, why should I be listening about the nearbound model or like the, the nearbound movement? And when I'm bought into that, how do I also get both my partners and internal teams bought in around it as well? So we'll just, let's kind of spiff on that, which is we know that outbound and, you know, generating revenues is kind of tricky these days. So walk me through what your thought around like why this is an important topic to you and why you're passionate about it um and kind of like what that means in in regards to like what we can action yeah so i think that the challenge that a lot of organizations have faced um obviously we know that they're just trying to do more of the same of outbound inbound and it simply just you know doesn't work as well as it did and so you know us partner people we generally know that, okay, partnerships is an efficient way to grow revenue. Uh, however, I I would say that the co-sell motion that has been talked about has been good enough for some people, but it doesn't capture all of the intricacies that you can actually, actually leverage from the co-sell motion. And that's where something like treating it more like nearbound is expanding it further than I need an introduction and that's what is the interaction. Like I make two people and it's like, hey, customer of my partners, you know, here's my calendar link because we were just introduced. Like, you know, we've seen that before. The motion itself getting to that point, there's a decent amount of processes out there, but um, treating it from the perspective of I'm not just getting an introduction, but I'm literally helping the salesperson have a robust 
list of opportunities that they know how to engage with. And it's not just this one-to-one introduction. It's, again, more holistic. And so I think this is that next evolution of the co-sell process that is actually going to generate revenue. Because if you're able, as an example, to tap into your CEO's network, and maybe they're friends with another CEO whose you know, romantic partner is the VP of sales at another company, that is nearbound. And that's exactly the interaction that you'd be navigating. And luckily, there's actual step-by-steps, and we'll talk about some of them today. Um, and it's all through the lens of the salesperson, because that's what salespeople care about. They're not going to listen to another, you know, lunch and learn that you do. And and we can riff on that, Tom. But uh, I think it's it's time that the partner people really get hands-on with that sales process and not let it go when the client is introduced to your AE. Like that is not enough, uh, especially nowadays. You have to transfer trust and have more of a strategic approach to it. And that's what we'll get into today. But yeah, I would say anything that people tried before that already wasn't working is going to not work even more nowadays because people are already overloaded with information. You bring up a, a a good point, which is like, I feel like anyone that's been in a partner management role in the past, you know, couple of years and, and maybe using tech like Reveal or Crossbeam, I remember first getting hands on it. Actually, like I get, I remember first getting access to Crossbeam as a partner and I'm like, oh, this is really cool, but like, what am I going to do with that? Like, yeah, I can see overlaps. I can see accounts. I can see, you know, shared customers or like shared prospects, but, and, and I guess thinking about it from more of like a channel or agency lens, it's, it's really hard to use that when there's so many different roles in an organization. Like, yeah, director of multimedia at an agency, but like how that translates into like other overlaps or companies that we have there. Like I, I just never, I, it never took off for me. And then fast forward to working in partnerships in SAS and using Crossbeam reveal. Like I still felt the same way. And, and, it, and maybe that's because I understood the value, maybe like, or the, the non value of it, at least from like how it was explained or used on the partner side. But typically it, it um it never really led to like firm conversations and i think what we're trying to get across here today is that we're trying to change that in a way where it's like begin to have conversations around it and begin to think about what that does from like a process standpoint or how partner managers or, or partner people remain close to like the, the the referral process instead of it being kind of like your finish line hey i got to lead to sales let's see if they can close it it should almost be your start, which is, oh, great. We got to lead into sales. Let me now begin my motion. Um, now, when it comes down to what you were talking about, which is lunch and learns, I think there's two sides to this. And, and we, I don't, can't remember, can't remember if I alluded to it earlier on, but it's important to grasp nearbound, uh, whether you're taking one piece of what we're talking about today or all of it, that there is a piece of external enablement, meaning that you are continually enabling and training your partners on what strategies you're taking on, which could be nearbound, could be something else. But more importantly, 
you need to continue to have internal enablement conversations with your sales team, with CX, et cetera. And so to me, lunch and learns have never necessarily taken off in terms of you're talking to people, you're like you're trying to train at mass. Like half the time, you don't even buy them lunch. Like I did, I, we're calling it a lunch and learn, but like, hey, go get food from your fridge. Like, no, that's not what it is. But more importantly, it's like start, start asking um, and having sessions or enablement sessions internally that allow sales to play a role in building this out versus you building it out and telling them how it's going to be great and what they're what what they're going to do. Just like the information dump tactic where it's like, hey, here it is. It's like the those presentations. I mean, we all know that they suck, but I mean, even for like the premise of this podcast where it's like, it's not just here's the information. It's here's the information and here's what you do. And that's why we always try and add like the actual thing at the end. And, you know, you can do it in five minutes. Like that's the ultimate goal. And that's exactly how salespeople operate. They don't want the information. Like I'm sure they'll absorb some of it, but at the end of your lunch and learn, they're going to go back to what they're doing, which is very quick tasks of cold calling, cold emailing, or, you know, sending that email, sending that Slack message, putting that proposal together, et cetera, et cetera. Like they are very quick task focused and you know they love to be efficient and 30 minutes of of you just talking at them is is not efficient for them so engaging them is is a lot different and this is where you know we can start talking about what are the actual steps for doing that uh, i'll give you an example i started working with some aes uh, i know aes are busy in my mind i'm always like i cannot add more to their plate unless if it's going to be like a five to 10 minute task at most. So, you know, I'm not going to meet with them. I'm going to slack them. I'm going to make them a video and it's going to be short. It's going to be to the point. Like I'm going to save their time because that's the most precious thing to them. Um, and they're going to protect it as well. And so with that, you know, how do you make that easy and get them very excited? Well, you say, and this is what I did. Hey, here's a list of a hundred accounts that are overlapping with our partner. Choose 10 to 15 of them and I will get you introductions to people that can help you either get an introduction, more intel on the account or, you know, move any kind of deal forward. And so immediately they're thinking, okay, I have to do something, but what I put at the end of the ask is this will take you 5 minutes. Like there's not a lot, it's not a thousand accounts, it's not, you know, 500, it's 100. They're already in your prospect list. You already know you want after them. So go in and choose your top 10 to 15 and it'll take you a short amount of time because you're going to skim through it. You're going to go boop, boop, boop. And like, there you go. Task is done. So they think, oh, wow, I didn't have to do anything too intensive there. I did the thing and now I'm going to benefit from it. And Will said he's going to do the rest of the work. And like that right there, if someone came to me as an AE and they said, hey, I have a list of hot accounts. Uh, I'm going to do some work for you, but just let me know which ones you want me to prioritize. Of course, I'm going to go for the ones that I think I can score the biggest, the ones that have been the hardest to get into. And that it already feels like it'll be a bit of a weight off my shoulders. So the way that you frame it is really important. And then the way that you position it from like an actual, you know, what is the task uh, is really important as well. Yeah, so like it, lead list microdosing is I think yep. what you're talking about. And I, I think more importantly, it's it's um, 
one of the one of the ideas that you and I were talking about before this is that if you can build the repetition, like the the the, the idea of like co-selling and and the referral motion can be so um, variable at at every single stage, like different partner, you're like different partner and how what they know about your product or how they position your product. So like some partners like, you know what, here's a lead, take it. Other partners will be like, Hey, I've got a lead from you. I've already like talked to them about your product, sold them on your product. Like my point there is that if you start to build very standard or consistent behaviors, both externally and internally, your, um, your efficiencies go up and you might not think about that, like, Oh, what efficiencies, but it does. And, and so now take it a step further. So like Will goes to an AE with a hot lead list to, to microdose on those leads, get the list back, introduce to get introduced, like the introduction inception, um, idea, but then like maybe two months later, you do the same thing with that AE and they're like, awesome. I've done this before. I know what Will's going at. I know the steps along that process. And I think tying this back to the idea of internal enablement and not just telling over a lunch and learn is actually showing. So, you know, I really love the idea of like, instead of just kind of like walking them through this process over 30 minutes with 48, he's not even paying attention. Why don't I just show it, like show it. And I'm going to bring them these leads and I'm going to help explain what we're trying to do, what I need from them and what I'm doing. It sets off the sales motion in a much more confident view than anything else. Now there's still a lot to be said in terms of like AE to partner manager, to partner, to prospect relationship, but that that's a whole nother can. I think what you're trying to do is reduce the amount of variables in the middle. Um, and of course, partner managers know that you can standardize everything on the front side, how you get leads in, what the intake process is. Um, even sometimes like how much can your partner talk about your product? Like, are they certified to be able to demo your product? So like, there's a whole set on the front side that, that might be out of your control. Think of it as bulk actions of something that's very easy to do. So it's not this strategic account review where it's, you know, line by line and you're sitting with the AE on your team and the AE on the other team and you're going through 15 accounts and you're talking about the whole thing. Like that's so much. No one's going to remember anything. It's bulk of quick actions. So the bulk of, hey, here's those 100 accounts, choose 15, great, boom, boom, boom. And then you can bring the short list to the partner manager. And then you can say to the partner manager, hey, can I get some quick context on these accounts? They can sit down, again, take 10 minutes, go through their CRM, maybe 15 minutes if it's Salesforce, because it takes a little bit longer to load. Huh. Um, but then they can look at like the health score of the account. You know, when did they renew last? Are they really engaged? What tier are they on? How much do they pay with us? Like they can quickly capture whatever information that you think you need to arm the AE as best as possible. And it's the same thing. It's a bulk list with a quick action of quick review. And as long as it's clear what information is being gathered, then they're not going to think, oh, this is an hour long task. They're going to think I can do this in the 10 to 15 minutes. And so as when you're thinking through it like that, that's going to have people take action more with you. Uh, and the other thought here that I have is think like a salesperson. You know, you're always selling to the, your internal members. This is a good way to get your foot in the door, especially if it's the first time that you're engaging with them. Show that it's going to, you know, produce value for them. 
and say that you're going to do a little bit more of the legwork and make it such a simple task. It's like when you send a cold email, you shouldn't be asking for someone's time right away and them to book 30 minutes. You should simply just try and get them to do a yes, no response. Same thing here. You know, instead of the yes, no, it's take the five minutes, go through this list. And that is compared to, you know, in the cold email, if you're asking for time, it's too much. Just like with your AE, you're not doing an account review over 30 minutes. It's too much. They don't see the value yet. Um, so try and create these bulk uh, actions that are quick to do, and it's clear what's needed for the outcome. Choose accounts. Super simple. Gather this info. Super simple. Uh, and then from there, you're able to move the interaction forward because you can say, okay, well, of the 10 or 15 accounts that we chose, here are you know maybe the eight that are ideal for an intro, and then maybe two are churn risks or whatever, so you're not going to introduce them. You immediately know, okay, so we're not just going after 100 accounts because you could have started with that list and been like, okay, let's you know go after all of them. But now you're much more focused on where is the lowest hanging fruit because that's what that AE cares about. They don't want to go after 100 accounts. They're already doing that and they freaking hate it. They don't want to go through those lead lists. They want to go through the warm accounts and that's exactly how you would narrow it down. Um, and that's when you can start doing the introduction and whatnot, which we can chat about. You're you're paring down, paring down, paring down. And um you know, like the the lead list microdosing that the AE does, then the partner manager comes back and almost does like an even further development. And I think one cool exercise that depending on maybe more more specific to like channel partner managers that are working with agencies or or referral partners, it would be cool to also do the same with your partner. Not like I know that kind of overlaps with like what we're going to talk about next, which is like a much more like um, uh, not saturated, but a much more like strategic introduction, but it would be, it would be cool to try it on the flip side too, where it's like, I'm going to take three or four of these and really talk to my partner about this and get a sense. And and granted, we're going to do that after, but I wonder if the reverse works where it's like, can I go to my partner and talk about this overlap of a hundred companies and almost then take it a step further and get it to the AE? I would say so. Yeah. I think you could definitely do that. Yeah. Why not? Um, so in, okay, we've got the lead list pair down, um, partner manager looks at it. This looks great. What do you do then? That's where you are hopefully already connected in Slack or wherever you're having communications, wherever AEs like to communicate best. That's where you, you don't just say, Hey, AE talk to this AE about this account. That's like, that's okay. Cause you've at least whittled it down a little bit. But what I would say to take it a step further is template out the ask. They get a lot of Slack messages every day. They get a lot of LinkedIn messages, a lot of emails. They don't want to think about what they have to do. So tell them what to do. And this is where you can template something like, you know, hey, AE or CSM, let's say on our side, let us know the status of this account for this AE who would like, what would you like? Intel, influence, or introduction? Tell us what you need and tell us what the status is on your side. Are they a prospect they haven't responded yet? Are they in an open opportunity? Do you need help with navigating contracting? Um, 
if you already have that information, list it out. But if not, prompt the AE or the CSM to give those pieces of information so that it's in, you know, let's say that Slack thread. And then also in your ask, again, you should template this out, have whoever should be giving their calendar to give their calendar so that their response is not, hey, here's the info. And then the AE comes around and they say, oh, okay, great. You know, here's where we're at. And then you wait two days and then the CSM responds, oh yeah, here's my calendar. Let's chat. Like get that information right away so that no one is then losing that message in a, the oblivion of the the threads and whatnot. And they're, they know exactly what they need to be doing in that interaction and what they need to be giving and what the next step is. So if I'm an AE, I'm not going to leave that message unread and wait. I'm going to give my information. I'm going to give my calendar. And then I'm going to go back to doing whatever I need to do. I pop in, I pop out. Just like with that list, I should be able to pop in five minutes, take action, pop out. With this message, it'll be even quicker. I pop in, give my context, and then I leave my calendar, and then I pop out. And then it's going to start the motion of, okay, now we actually have a facilitated interaction with the information that's needed. And what I would venture to say as well is when that is booked as a partner manager, prepare them. The AE only knows usually how to sell their own product. They usually are selling to people who do not have this additional context of your partners. So prepare them with three bullet points, not a one pager, but three bullet points, talking points, even questions that they can ask that are related to that prospect's world with the context of the partner. So for example, maybe it's a tech partner. You can say, bullet point one, here's the value of our two technologies working together. Bullet two, here's a question you should ask. Bullet three, here's like a pain that they experience in their world. Talk about those things. As an AE, that's all I would need. And that's all I would prefer to have as well to enter into that conversation with a question I can ask, relevant context to their world and joint value as to why the heck are we even talking right now? Well, it's because of this joint value. You're using you know, this partner's software today. We can work together. So in short, template out the engagement when you're making that, when you're facilitating that introduction, and then make sure that they're enabled with easy to consume information that they can bring to that call that they're not just going to forget or a resource that they're just never going to look at. Yeah, I, I keep, that's awesome. So like you are, as a partner manager, you are not popping in and popping out. You are the, you are the navigator to this entire ship. Whereas you've got captains that sleep every few hours and come up and come back down. So like you, you really kind of like maintain the integrity of, of the relationship. And, and I, what you didn't mention, and I'm not sure what your thought on this is like, I still, I still firmly believe that, that like whether AE, um, uh, AE providing Intel to your team or your sales member, um, I, I still like the idea of having some like introduction potentially from them just to kind of like prime the conversation so you're not just completely blasting my i understand like that that might add some like ruffles and that's pretty traditional but i do think i'd still believe in the power of like hey you know what john from xyz introed me to you like whatever um and i on top of that i think about it because i from the agency side i think about that less in the tech i i it, that makes perfect sense, like tech to tech, you know, like 
lead handoff, intellectual property, information gathering. On the agency side, I could see it it working in the same manner, but maybe with a couple of caveats, which is the partner is most likely going to want to be live on the call with that introduction. So once again, it, it comes back to the 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 principles of setting everyone up for success. And and this is where I think the partner manager should leverage the idea of setting the tone, meaning if the partner is going to be involved in any point in the introduction, live or not, who's responsible for what? So, you know, in the three bullet points, it might be on your AE to deliver that when you're speaking with the prospect. But if the partner's on that line, it could be more powerful if they do it too, because they've already set the tone. In a lot of scenarios, this is not the first conversation about your technology. So it's really, you, you need to be very close and in tune with partner organization to understand what's already happened uh, and what can we do now? Um, and, and just who is really to me, it's like, who is, it's going to, who is the message? Huh, who will say the message that will resonate the best? Um, and I actually love the idea of just kind of jumping back a little bit, like the three eyes, just thinking about the efficiencies gained around, like being able to enable your partners on that. Like if nearbound is something that you are going to dive in face first into the the pool with, then you need to prepare your partners for that. So when I'm reaching out to partner and I'm requiring Intel, they know what I need. And so like you kind of touched on it, which is like templatize your your actions, templatize your communication. So it should be pretty straightforward. But I think just even taking that a step further is like back up, have a conversation with your partners, just about the ethos of Nearbound and why it's important and how it's more effective. Because that to me, Will, is what I was missing when going through Crossbeam and talking to partners. That's what I was missing when I was a partner as to why Crossbeam reveal like the starting points, like the really like the, the budgeting seed, what I was missing there. So kudos to you and your mustache. Thank you. So let's summarize. I'll summarize quickly. What are your actionable steps as a partner manager? Number one, come with actionable people and accounts to the people that you hope to engage so that they can clearly see the path to success. So hundred accounts, bring it to them, say, Hey, you're going to take five minutes to determine 10 to 15 accounts that I'm going to get. Lead list microdose. We're going to, we are going to make that happen. I like, I like that framing lead microdosing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, then get context with the other partner manager, get them to again, sit down for this bulk list, go through specific information that you think would be relevant. Health of the client. When did they sign up? What tier are they on? Are they a promoter, et cetera. And then from there, coordinate the introduction in the place that people like to chat most. Maybe it's Slack, maybe it's a different place. Connect the person that is on the account, the CSM with the AE and template out what that engagement should entail. Hey, CSM, give us a quick status on this account. Hey, AE, tell us which of the three eyes of Nearbound you need and what's the status of the account on your end. Both of you list your calendar link, whoever lists it first, put it in so that you can efficiently schedule that time. And here are the three bullet points that you need to effectively have this conversation, not a one pager. So as a partner manager in this same vein, take 10 minutes to bullet those out, make that your standard process, maybe even copy and paste a specific message that you template out into Slack whenever you are you are making those introductions. Make it easy for yourself. 
Um, but go through that, make a checklist, and then you're going to make forward motion towards that revenue because without you, then you're just, again, going a hundred accounts, where do we go? Let's go after all of them. And it's just chaos and you're going to waste people's time and they're going to forget about what you talked about, especially on that lunch and learn. Yeah. Move the start line back, focus on the revenue. Love it. Uh, well, thank you all for listening to another episode. Will, great chat today, and we will catch you all soon. See y'all.